Welcome back to Farm Talk. of News and Farm Director Eric Johnson again broadcasting live from Orlando, Florida as part of Commodity Classic. And uh, we get the uh, great pleasure of visiting with uh, CEO of the American Coalition of Ethanol, Brian Jennings. Brian, it's been a little while since I've seen you, but good to see you again. So great to see you, Eric. And Thank Dakota you. mate, and we can talk snow. That's right. <laughs> we can relate to each other. <laughs> Neither one of us are thrilled about the fact we may have to shovel when we get back home, but... Uh, Brian, we got a lot to talk about uh, the ethanol industry, and I know you guys have been uh, knee deep and uh, watching what's been going on, legislation, and uh, along those lines. So we got several different uh, topics to talk about. Uh, first one uh, we wanted to visit about was E15, the summer sales possibility that recently, I don't remember if it was like a month ago, but uh, several of the Midwestern governors put together uh, an effort to get E15 sales uh, available for the summertime. Uh, North Dakota at one time was a part of that. Now I'm not sure if they are or they aren't, but uh, give us an update and uh, and some thoughts on that. Absolutely. And E15 is so important to our industry and corn farmers because it helps grow the market for ethanol. And so we need to have that 12-month-of-year access nationwide. It was almost a year ago that North Dakota and nine other states petitioned EPA to allow E15 year-round in those 10 states because the data that these governors provided the agency showed that it had better evaporative emissions or lower evaporative emissions. Well, EPA took about 300 days to respond to that and recently said, we're going to allow it, but not until 2024. And you're right, it sounds like maybe there are two states, North Dakota and Kansas, that we're unclear about where they sit right now. So yeah. we'll have to be working on that. But the, the good news is they want to allow it. But the bad news, of course, is what about 2023? And so we're working very hard now to make sure that there's some sort of a bridge between now and 2024. Okay. Yeah, and I... I thought I'd heard that there's a decent chance for a group of those states for 2023, but uh, you know better than I. I don't think any final decision has really been made on that, right? So the states requested this for 2023. Right. EPA said, we'll do it, but not until 2024. Oh, they, oh, they did? Okay. Correct. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you, EPA. All right. <laughs> That's my personal <laughs> right. opinion. I'll right. throw that out there. So, But you also talked about the fact that uh, there may be something brewing in Washington to maybe just be done with it. Just all, all the states be able to do E15. What's what's the update there? That's right. So we've relied on regulatory actions on E15 up until this point, whether it was the Trump EPA or now the Biden EPA. But Congress has a role to play here to sort of update the law to reflect the fact that E15 has lower emissions than E10. And so a bill will be introduced next week, probably Tuesday, Eric, okay. both in the House and and in the Senate, it'll have bipartisan support, and it would clarify what the statute, what the law says regarding blends above E10 and evaporative emissions during the summer months. And the simple way to say this is it would allow E15 everywhere in the country 12 months out of the year. And so we're going to strongly be advocating for Congress to move that legislation. Okay. I just have a side question here because... President Joe Biden, who is supposed to be like an environmental president, I can't think of any fuel that would be better, ethanol, renewable fuels in general. And it seems like between the EPA and others, they haven't been so friendly. <laughs> Am I wrong on this? I mean, it's it's just been the exact opposite of what I thought might happen. But 
We've had some um, incredible challenges, no doubt about it. I will say this. Last year, the president issued an emergency waiver to allow E15 for two reasons. One, it costs a lot less, so it saved people money at the pump when there were record high gas prices. (laughs) The other reason did have to do with the environmental benefits. But you're correct. If that was the case in 2022, why shouldn't it also be the case this year? And so we're pressing the Biden administration to put their money where their mouth is and and solve this issue for 2023 as right. well. Our gas prices, I mean, to be fair, are not where they were, you know, four or five bucks, but they're still high. And But here's the other side of it. Uh, we could even take it a step further and say, well, there's but other costs are high. I mean, grocery prices are extremely outrageous. So why not provide cheaper fuel so there'd be a little bit of a break for American families on top of that? To reinforce your point, maybe the government doesn't have the ability to to, uh, control inflation in every sector of the economy. They do have the ability to help bring down gas prices as a a result of allowing more ethanol to be blended. So your your point is exactly right. And we'll keep an eye on that situation. We've got a couple other topics for sure we want to get to in our remaining time here. Talk about, uh, and I don't know a lot about this because I haven't read it yet, but the Next Generation Fuels Act. Yeah, so that's another piece of legislation similar to this E15 bill that will be introduced next week, but it's more broad. It's 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 more encompassing. It would require a higher octane fuel, and that's where ethanol can really flex its mu- muscle in the marketplace, is the ability to increase or boost octane. And octane is simply a way of helping engines run more efficiently. So the automakers like this, so they support this legislation. It would also restore incentives for flexible fuel vehicles. You and your listeners might be familiar with, if you go to the, the, the you know, the, the auto store to, to buy a vehicle, it's, it's harder and harder to find a flexible fuel vehicle. Right. And it's part because these incentives have been removed by regulations. And so it re- re- would restore those incentives so we'd have more of these FFVs on the road that can use higher blends of ethanol. I wanted to ask you, speaking of higher blends, E15, and uh, I, I started to use E15, but there's an edu- education process with that because I'm not quite sure when you get to the pump, depending on where you're at, the, the pumps are labeled or they just, they've got different colors for them. And Minnesota, at least when we were down by the Twin Cities, had a big message like what could use this type of fuel and whatnot. Uh, is there still an education a, a component to who can use it, who can't for E15 to really get it to take off? Constantly. Now, the truth is, any vehicle that was manufactured in model year 2001 or after is approved by the EPA to use E15. And that constitutes almost all of the cars out there. It's like 97, 98% of the cars. But there still is an education process because the consumer may not know, like you said, labels are different in certain states. E15 is often marketed as 88 octane because it does have a better octane rating than E10. And so some states label it E15, some states label it uh, 88 octane. So it's just there is an education process. And we work with the retailers to do that because ultimately they're the ones selling fuel to the consumer. I just wanted to throw that out there and get your opinion. And actually, the time when I was at the pump in the state of Minnesota, it was last summer, and there was about a 70-cent price difference, too, between E15 and what the regular gas prices were at that time. So it made total sense to do E15 at that time. I know the prices are closer now, but uh, when we get the high fuel prices, E15, those type of things can definitely save you money. 
Well, that's exactly right. And ultimately, as we talked about earlier, that's why the president issued that emergency waiver, because we did have those record high gas <laughs> prices. And in some parts of the country, in my part of the country, E15 is only about a nickel a gallon less. But in some parts of the country, it, was big. it, it is a big difference. You're yeah, right. Absolutely. And I, I, I chicken scratch this, but I, did you guys recently have a fly-in or do you guys have a fly-in coming up? So we have a grassroots fly-in and a lot of North Dakotans are coming at the end of March. It's okay. the 29th and 30th. And we'll be pushing this E15 bill. We'll be pushing this next generation fuels act we'll be meeting with epa usda and others just to kind of put a human face on why it's important to continue supporting ethanol so farm bill any comments there since i have you here we got a couple minutes yeah we don't have a big dog in that fight but there are some climate smart type incentives right that can be funneled through the farm bill that help us demonstrate that what happens on the farm can help bring down the overall carbon intensity score of corn ethanol and so we do advocate for those programs to be farmer friendly and enough funding there and flexible funding so farmers can take advantage of that very good set rolls Anything there? <laughs> well, we're, June is when we expect right the RVO yeah. to be out. Uh, there's there's litigation that we're still working on to, to defend small refinery exemptions or the fact that EPA doesn't want to continue to issue those. Here's yeah. the deal. We're always on guard re- when it comes to the <laughs> renewable fuel standard. I You guys are like the watchdogs out there. You do a great job. And again, you guys are based, are you guys based entirely like in, in Sioux Falls in the area there? We or, are. Or? We do have a presence in Washington. Well, obviously, uh, yeah. A consultant in Washington, but we're based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, of all places. For anybody that wants to follow along, because uh, it's probably every like week at least that you guys have some sort of coming out, and it's an important story, talking about renewable fuels or ethanol, uh, but is there a website, a Facebook page, or anything that you want to let folks know about? Yep, ethanol.org uh, is where they can go. We're going to revamp that website, but it, that, that still works, so go to ethanol.org. All right, Brian, good to talk to you again. I hope you don't have to dig too much. Your family at home that's got a snowblower. <laughs> we do, and I hope so for you too, Eric. Thank right. you very much. Very good. Again, the CEO of the American Coalition of Ethanol, Brian Jennings.